so what you're telling me, Rob, is just this random hot girl invited you to a like underground club scene party thing, and all you have to do is show some guy this card she gave you, and that's gonna get us in. Sorry, what was that? I had my techno really loud. What were you saying? I said, we are invited to this party, and all we have to do is show them this card this random hot chick gave to you, and we can get in just just like that. Oh hell yeah, man! Like, and to be honest, she she kind of looked like Tracy Lords too, which like that threw me off when she gave me this little business card with a weird glyph on it. I was like, what? Tracy Lords give me a card? But it wasn't her, you know. It was just somebody who looked like her. But yeah, we we just show it to the guy at the door, and we're we're in like Flynn, man. I found the whole thing hard to believe, but the whole Tracy Lords edition makes it even harder to believe. But you know, I'm down for anything, so. Let's see this thing. Yeah, uh, it's it's just uh, like we got to go through this alley. It, it should be up the way right around here. All right. Okay. I'm I'm down. You lead the way. All right. Wow. It, man, it's kind of narrow in this alleyway. Wow. Yeah. So, are you telling me that we have to go inside this meatpacking plant? Yeah. Um. <laughs> I guess. What What better place for a rave, right? I guess. I'm pretty sure it's not the same kind of meatpacking that I'm thinking of, but I'll, <laughs> I'll still head in with you. Uh, yeah, I I guess. Um, okay, hold on. There's yeah, there's somebody right there. Let me get the card out. Why would you be dressed in a business suit in a meatpacking? Honestly, I just thought he was in like the Russian mafia or something. What have you gotten me into? I don't know. Let's just. All right, we're in. We're in. Then. Oh shit! Oh, Look at all these. Rough. Yeah, it's crazy. Look at all these people, man. Wow. I'm getting I'm... scared. I've never been around this many people. Uh, <laughs> oh, this is an average Friday night for me. Wow. It's like shoulder to shoulder here, man. Pretty, pretty impressive crowd. Yeah. You got hot guys, you got hot chicks. Yeah, the DJ is kicking shit off, man. No joke, he's spinning his tunes. Yeah. I wonder where the bar is. Hmm, I don't know. Put your rum and coke on. Yeah, it doesn't look like anybody's drinking, though. They're just kind of dancing. Dancing around, getting yeah. the groove. Hmm, thank goodness I brought my hot pants and my wings and all these clothes. You what? Holy shit. When did you put that on? Hey, a guy does what a guy's got to do. You want a glow stick? <laughs> yes. Thank you. I got to five. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. Hey, watch where you're going, pal. Jeez. I didn't think people would be assholes at a rave, man. Yeah, I don't know. You know, God knows what they're on, though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I just got this a little bit of E in my pocket. You want some? Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. Give it give it here. I got a little bit of meth. You want some of that? Nah, uh, you can keep the meth. <laughs> I've got horse. Do you want horse? I'll have horse. Yeah, you, you've got horse? Horse, uh-huh. All yeah, right. I'll take my the mom, horse. I just grabbed whatever was in her purse before we came over. Oh, okay. Yeah, she's a pretty fun girl. She was the OG party girl, I believe. Nice. If you've got some ketamine, I'll take that. Oh, I got everything. All right, now we're talking. 
Oh, I also have a Pez if you want some of those. I love it a little bit. You know, it's pop open if you have one that. Yeah, give me a Pez. I, I like, I love those things. I like to tone it down some of the Pez. Hey, is the E kicking in already? Because it feels like there's stuff dripping on my head. Ooh, it's sticky. Hold on. Now, is that the light or is it red on my oh, hand? It's red. It's like burning my eyes. Holy shit. What What the hell is coming from the ceiling? Well, we oh, are in a... No, it's... Ow. It smells like copper. Ow. Oh. It's in my eyes. All right. It... Ooh. Ooh, guess who I am? Look, look. Guess who I am? Jesus Christ, that's terrifying. Oh. You're look, Carrie? Look. I am. I brought a wig and a tiara just in case. How the hell did you know there was going to be blood pouring out of the I, ceiling? I always carry it with me. You never know when you're going to have to carry it this is blood. Why is there blood coming down from the ceiling? I don't know, man. Look. All right. These people are getting even scarier. I think the E and the ketamine has kicked in full effect because uh, these people look like vampires covered in blood now. They kind of do. Uh, it's in my eye. You know what? I think it's a great Pez. You know what I mean? I think I don't think it's the E. I think I should have went with strawberry Pez. Oh, my eyes are stinging. Oh, no. Who? Yep. Huh. There, there's a bunch of people coming our way, man. I think is that the girl? She looks like Tracy Lord. Is that her? My yes. That I is think. her. But, uh, 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 she's got fangs. Holy shit, dude, we're too, we're too high. We gotta go, man. Ah! Help! Help! Vampires. They're everywhere. You're one of them, aren't you? No, I'm something else. That ship! Blade is the key. All our strengths. None of our weaknesses. There are worse things out tonight than vampires. Like what? Like me. He makes the weapons. I use them. This open season on all suckers. Let's do this. All right, so based on that killer trailer, we are totally talking about 1998's Blade. Oh, yeah, we're going into the 90s. Hardcore. 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 Now, when, my friend, did you first see this one? Well, as you know, um, I was not much of an avid movie theater goer. So I was the type of person to wait till it came out on either HBO or I would get it from Blockbuster on VHS. And that's exactly where I got it from. Gotcha. Now, I think I actually, oh, I know I didn't see it in the theater. I think I may have bought my copy. I think I got my copy used, but I hadn't seen it before. So I think it was very cheap and I got it used from like a blockbuster or a Hollywood video, probably Hollywood video. Yeah, and that's, it was that's exactly where I got it. And Blockbuster, I got it used. It, I think it was maybe fifteen to twenty dollars on VHS. Yeah, I, yeah, it was not very. And I loved the thing, and I just was enamored with it right away. I thought it was so amazing. Oh, 
Yep, same here because I actually the first time I saw it, um, I was watching it with my girlfriend at the time, and like I just fell in love with the movie and the fact that like Wesley Snipes, man, <laughs> as Blade, a, a fucking badass, just like kicking the shit out of vampires who strangely know a lot about martial arts. Um, and it's just like she used to get mad at me because I would watch it so much. She's like, oh, you really? Want, yeah. She, like she wanted me to watch shit like Titanic. And I was like, no, man, I want to watch Blade again. <laughs> but I want to like touch you on the couch and her like looking over at you and you've got the shades on and you've got like the little hair piece. <laughs> so you've got like, you look like Wesley Snipes all dressed in leather. Yeah, I did have hair at that time. So <laughs> yeah, this was when I was like 23. So yeah, I still had hair at that time. I, I would watch it a lot with my son. Okay. Yeah. 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 And uh, I, I think I actually, <laughs> I mean, the whole vampire premise and everything, but I really was getting it for Tracy Lords because I love her so much. And I found out she was in it. And I'm like, I got to see this movie because I am a huge Tracy Lords fan. Yeah. Now I'm a fan of her older material, if you know what I'm saying. But and see, I am not. I've never <laughs> seen any of that stuff. I actually got into her because of her music and her music got me into everything else. OK, now I just now you're going to probably look at me funny, but I just now found out that she was making music. Um, and before we started the show, I listened to her 1995 album and I was like, oh, hey, this shit is nice. man. I, I could picture this being on the Blade soundtrack. Yeah, um, A Thousand Fires. Yeah, right? One Thousand Fires, yep. So that was produced by Tom Bailey from the Thompson Twins. Oh, no shit. Yeah, no, I love that. Actually, that's like one of my favorite albums. Sweet. A, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I love that album so much. Like, I have a couple of songs that are on my, like, repeat shuffle on my, uh, my phone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I really enjoy her music. Yeah, she does it. It's good music. I mean, it is if you like that kind of stuff. It's yeah. very house techno-y kind of sounding. Yeah. And I, I yeah. do like that kind of stuff. Oh, do you? Yeah. No, I am a huge fan. So if you're into that, yeah, I really suggest getting that album. It's really good. But yeah, so that's why I saw it. And then also I was a really big um, Marvel guy, comic book reader. And so, you know, that was another added plus, but it really was Tracy Lord's. <laughs> <laughs> Tracy Lords. I was a big fan of hers uh, in the early 2000s when she was showing up pretty much, I would say every week on the sci-fi channel, man. She was in so many sci-fi movies. Oh, yeah. Well, she did. Well, in let's see. 88, she did that. The remake of Not of This Earth, that Roger Corman movie. I did not see that. Oh, OK. She, that was kind of fun. And then... Um, yeah, she did a lot of, well, okay, so she also did like Cry Baby in um, 90 from uh, John Waters with Johnny Depp. Yeah, Johnny Depp, yep. Uh-huh, and then she did Shock 'em Dead and Raw Nerve. Those were both in 91. Um, oh, Sci-Fi, she also did the Tommyknockers, the TV one, Stephen King. I thought she looked familiar, okay. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, she was the one with the laser, the laser blasting lipstick. <laughs> ah yes yes oh and she was now see i got confused because like i i do get my porn stars confused quite a bit um <laughs> in the movie zach and miri make a porno i thought yeah. i thought that was jenna jameson playing bubbles oh, no, but that was right. actually it's tracy lords and i was like wow i get shit mixed up all the time mm, ginger lynn and that heaven's gonna come over and slap you across the face yeah <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, then she, now did you ever see Boogie Boy from 98? 
Mm, I don't believe I've ever heard that. So I like that one because it's got Joan Jett in it too. So it's got Tracy and Joan, like Ooh. two of my favorite people. Okay, mm-hmm. now I'm going to have to see it because it's got Joan Jett and Tracy Lords. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then there's another horror movie she did called Excision from like 2012 that I really like um, that I recommend for like horror fans out there. And then, <laughs> so we talk about sci-fi. This is like like later on, but this was probably like, feels very much like a sci-fi movie. It was a, a shark and saw women's prison massacre. I did, I saw that on her IMDb page and I had sadly never seen that movie. It's like so much fun because like the shark does not have to be contained to water. So it just like, you see the fin like going through grass and stuff. <laughs> it's so silly. But anyway, and then another, another one that I have to mention that I love by her is serial mom. I, th- yeah, I did see that. Okay. Yeah. It's another John Waters. So she got to work with John Waters twice, but like, I love her so much. So I'm, uh, Oh, one more thing. Any readers out there, her memoir underneath it all is really interesting. So that was for diehard Tracy Lords fans. Check that one out too. But yeah, now I'm done. <laughs> now, now you're done with the, with the, uh, showering the affection on Tracy Lords. Oh yeah. For now. I mean, <laughs> for now. I, 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 yeah. For now. I don't know if I can work her to any other movie we'll ever cover. But for now, I am done. Unless so, we start covering like uh, early 2000s sci-fi channel movies. Right. Exactly. Well, we could probably like sneak in not of this earth because that's kind of an alien movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, but yeah, thank you for humoring me and let me go down that uh, Tracy Lord's deep dive. No problem. I'm a huge fan of Tracy Lord's. But like I said, yeah. you know, most of it is her older stuff. <laughs> right. Right. Um, so Blade. So. um We've got Blade, and it stars Mr. Wesley Snipes. Wesley Snipes, the uh, Which, 90s action movie hero. Like, I, I believe he might have replaced Jean-Claude Van Damme and uh, Steven Seagal and Arnold, maybe. Arnold. Yeah, so now there's a couple of things that aren't really action-y that I know him from. Did you ever see the movie Wildcats with Goldie Hawn? It's like about a football team and she's the coach. Mm, no, nah, if it if it had sports in it, I was definitely not watching it. Oh, it's not. It's more of a comedy. It's not like a sports thing. I, I was just, you know, as a gay man, you're always looking, or a gay person, you're always looking for like, will there be a scene with jock straps? <laughs> uh, and then he did uh, Spike Lee's Jungle Fever. Okay, yep, I did see that. Yeah, and I'm sure you saw Demolition Man. Oh, yes. Demolition, man. And then I'm going to say you probably did not see Tu Wong Fu, Thanks for Everything, with Patrick Swayze and John Leguizamo. Surprisingly, and- yes, I did see that. Oh, did you really? <laughs> yes, I did. But you, you watched it still dressed as Blade. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, oh, man. Yeah, so, which I thought was really cool. Did you Have you ever watched the What We Do in the Shadows TV show? No, I haven't seen that. Oh, it's been recommended so to me many times, but I still haven't gotten around to it. Way fun. It's about vampires, but he actually did an episode of that um, in 2019. So okay. I thought that was pretty fun. He's got a sense of humor about himself. And of course, he was in um, Coming to America, uh, Coming to America, you know, the second one. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, no, wait. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. He wasn't coming to America. Coming to America. Yeah, uh, he played the like I guess their rival, um, their rival country or whatever, like the leader of their rival country. 
Okay. Um, Eddie Murphy, of course, reprised his role. All right. Um, not Vampire in Brooklyn. No, not Vampire in Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine if uh, it was Blade versus Vampire in Brooklyn? That would be amazing as long as I got Angela Bassett back. I would be <laughs> all over that movie. <laughs> or if Wesley Snipes did Blackula. Oh, my gosh. Put that out in the universe because I want that so bad. Yeah. That's He's got to come back and, and do more movies, man. He really does. Yeah, exactly. And then, of course, just real quick, he did Blade 2 and then Blade Trinity with God's Gift Earth, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Love Ryan Reynolds, man. Deadpool for life. Yeah, not the way I do, but yeah. (laughs) No, probably not, but still. No, probably not. (laughs) Um, But I was listening to a commentary. I don't know if you did, uh, if you heard this as well, but there was originally talk as LL Cool J in the Blade role. Hmm. No, I didn't hear that. I heard... It was um, between Lawrence Fishburne, Denzel Washington, and Wesley Snipes, but David S. Goyer went with Wesley Snipes. Yeah, no, like originally, originally they were thinking about LL Cool J. Oh, and Gary Coleman. <laughs> Gary Coleman, of course. Oh, I'm joking about Gary Coleman. I'm not LL Cool J. Anyway, but yeah, so uh, Wesley is our blade. Now, also, though, I thought this was interesting. He originally wanted to get a black panther movie going and yeah he was through. he was shooting for black panther and uh yeah. that didn't happen i'll be honest with you though and nothing against mr snipes whatsoever but i think i out of the two i'd much rather see him as blade than black panther oh hell yeah i mean uh chadwick Boseman, rest in peace um really personified the role of black panther Oh, yeah. But I mean, even back like in the 90s when this came out, I'd, I'd much rather see to me when we talk about like people like being that role to me, Wesley Snipes is Blade. Yeah. The, well, he will always be Blade. Yeah, yeah, he's just he just has that look. Yeah. He just exudes like uh, Daywalker. You know? yeah. No, he just. Yeah. But he. He's the, yeah. He's, that is the role for him, I think. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah the, the stash and everything. Okay, so now <laughs> what I love is the movie opens in 1967, the year of my birth. Oh, shit. Nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, so it's the whole, the whole um, premise of, of Blade becoming who he is, is that his mother was bitten while she was pregnant. Yeah, and he, mm-hmm. uh, when she turned, he, uh, his fetus or something underwent the transformation into the vampire human hybrid. Mm-hmm. Correct. Correct. Um, and then uh, the movie, uh, real quick, the movie's director was Stephen uh, Norrington and he really only did four movies. Uh, the last one was league of extraordinary gentlemen and word on the street is he <laughs> quit directing because of Sean Connery. Cause he was so awful. Cause Sean Connery was slapping bitches every day. He was honorary. He was honorary Sean Connery. But anyway, so that, yeah, that was our director. But yeah, so we're in the, um, I like this too, because we're in the thick of things like right away. Yeah. And and you can tell it's going to be a very dark movie right away as well. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. No, it's well, and Marvel comics, their horror, um, like branch or however you want to say it, like they had Morbius and like werewolf by night and tomb of Dracula. And those were all, darker theme mm-hmm. um and so they they really kept in the tone of things i forgot to write the gentleman's name down 
but there was an interview with the writer of the script and he was really into the comics. So it wasn't like they just got some fly by night person to do it. Like this was a fan of what he was writing about. And I think the movie shows that. Um, but yeah. And then we flash forward from seven, uh, from 67 uh, to a car racing down the street with Raquel, the vampire driving. And that, of course, is Tracy Lords. Tracy Lords, and he's like, "She's like, what are you packing down there?" And he's like, "That's my heat seeker." <laughs> right. <laughs> and uh, you know, we throw it back. Uh, she goes to her her go to, I guess, grabbing dicks. So. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, it was a, it was a, a stick shift. I'm assuming. Yeah, she she was trying to drive stick. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they enter the club, their secret club. She gives the Russian password, and then they're dancing. Um, and then I think I forgot to write it down. She starts dancing with the other girl. She's in black and the other girl she's dancing with is in white. And I believe that's Mercury. Yeah, that's Mercury. Yeah. yeah, that's Mercury. Um, which do they ever even say her name? I don't remember her name until I looked it up on IMDb. But yeah, yeah. The, I don't think they have once said her name in that film. She's just kind of there. Yeah. And that's Arlie Jover. But I found nothing that I knew that I could recommend film wise. So that's she was in girl with the dragon tattoo, I think. Okay. She, she was, but I never saw it. So I, I didn't put that down, but she wasn't that. Yes. Is it good? Did you, did you see it? I, yeah, I did see it, but I barely remember it. Unfortunately. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> um, okay. Um, so yeah, there's, uh, there's her and, um, I want to bring it back because we kind of get a foreshadowing when, you know, when they're still in the meat, the meat packing area or whatever, like first a, uh, like a, I guess it looks like a cow uh, moves on the rack. And then there's something inside of a bag that looks like a human body. And he stops to stare at it. He's like, what the fuck is that? Oh yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Her date. <laughs> Her date. Yeah. Her date. Or would uh, that be more like her doggy bag? I think almost. Yeah, that's the take home. Yeah, that's the takeaway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and so they're out there cutting it on the dance floor. And once she's got him in there, she's probably she. I'm not probably she. Uh, it feels like she's pretty much done with him. Like she's paying him no heed whatsoever. It's yeah, like, you're on your own now. <laughs> yeah, nothing to do with him. And everybody's just kind of shoving him around. And yeah, oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and then. Um, Oh, that's when uh, we get uh, our first peek at uh, Stephen Dorff, who plays uh, Deacon Frost. Frost! <laughs> yep, yep. And he kind of pushes by him and gives him the stink eye. Yeah. And um, Oh, go ahead. Uh, Stephen Dorff, man. The only other movie I know him from is The Gate. And he was a little kid then. Yes, exactly. He was in The Gate. And then I know him from a couple other things. He was in, um, I shot Andy Warhol from 96. Didn't see uh, that. Space Truckers from 96 as well. He was in uh, John Waters' Cecil B. Demented, which I love. Oh, he was in that uh, crappy Uwe Boll film, Alone in the Dark, with, oh. with Christian Slater. <laughs> and Tara Reid. Oh, yeah, yeah, Tara Reid, too. Yeah, I can't forget Tara. With glasses, because Walt and I still joke about that. If we put glasses on, we're smart. <laughs> But that's not to be confused with the really awesome Alone in the Dark from the 80s with Martin Landau and Jack Palance and Donald Pleasant, which is an amazing Alone in the Dark. So don't get that confused and check out the wrong, wrong Alone in the Dark. people. See, I should have checked that one out instead of the one that I saw because ugh, horrible. 
yeah, no, that, that one is awful, but the other one is really good. Um, is that Alone in the Dark, the one we're talking about? Was that based on a video game? Yeah, that one was based on the video game. Okay, all right. Because um, uh, oh, that, go, go. oh, sorry, I'm going to do an aside here, but the director, U- Uwe Boll, or what, however you pronounce his fucking name, oh, wait he, a minute. he almost made exclusively video game movies where he did Blood Rain, he did House of the, House Dead? Of the Dead, yeah. Yes. So... I- I remember I saw that in the theater with my son and I'm like, I feel like I'm watching a video game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, that one really felt like, like to me, the alone, in the dark did not feel like you're watching a video game, but that house of the dead, it really felt like I'm just watching someone play a video game. Yeah. I think that was the, that was the point of it because it, it felt like it was, you were actually part of the game and like you were controlling the players a little bit. Gotcha. Wasn't there a second one too? It was, but it was even worse. Oh my goodness. Oh gosh. Okay. Uh, and then he also, speaking of movies that weren't so hot, he was in Fear.com from tw- uh, 2002. And then he did Leatherface from 2017, which I, I didn't mind Leatherface. I'm not saying that's a bad one, but Fear.com, I would steer clear of that one as well. Okay. I'm sorry for everyone out there who loves their, there's someone out there with a Fear.com tattoo who's like, just like looking really sad right now. <laughs> like, oh no, you're dissing my favorite film. Right, right. Um, <laughs> But yeah, that's that's Steven Dorff. Um, and then all of a sudden, we pretty much get the sprinklers shooting down blood, raining blood. Yeah. And like at first, the guy thought he was bleeding from the nose, maybe. Right. Yeah. That's not what's happening. <laughs> no, you've got a bloodbath. You went to a bloodbath, my friend. You sure did. And all, all Hades breaks loose as the vampires just kind of circle him. Yeah, they're ready to. I mean, how are they going to get that much blood out of one guy? You know, that's what I was wondering. I'm like, is he the only non-vampire in there? Like, yeah. to me, I would think that every vampire in there would have brought a person to snack on. Right. That's what I was thinking, too. What would it be? B-Y-O-H? Bring your own human? Bring your own human. <laughs> <laughs> Bring your own blood bag. Yeah. Uh, B-Y-O-B-B. <laughs> uh, but, uh and then now um, I'm trying to think. Um, well, I don't think we meet Quinn just yet, do we? Uh, yeah, he's getting his dick sucked over on the couch. That's right. That's <laughs> right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So Quinn is the other. He's like a. He's basically Frost Lackey. Yeah. Um, kind of like his his lap dog. And he's he's kind of dumb, but in a hilarious way. Yeah. Yeah. And that's Donald Loge, I believe is his name. Yeah. I, to, with the pronunciations, I am not that good. Oh, and I've said this before. I'll say it again. I'm in no way being disrespectful or making fun of anybody. I'm just doing the best I can. Um, but that actor, he actually did an X-Files episode uh, from, in 93. He was Agent Tom Colton. Really? Yeah. I thought he looked familiar. Actually, he did. He, I don't know about you, but he's done a ton of stuff that I know him from. Um, he was in, like, back when the erotic thrillers were really big, he was in Disclosure with Mike Douglas and Demi Moore. Um, the same it. year he he did Little Women with Nona Ryder. Um, and then he did The Grave in the remake of Diabolique with Sharon Stone, which the remake is not good, but the original one is amazing. Um, hmm. It's really good. Like, really, it's like a Hitchcockian thing, but, you know, not done by Hitchcock, even though he wanted to do it. Um, <laughs> and then I'm, I, I would be willing to bet good money that you're going to say that you've seen the next one. He was in Ghost Rider. 2007. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He played Mac. Uh, that same year he did uh, Zodiac with Jake Gyllenhaal. I didn't see, I didn't ever see Zodiac. 
it's a good movie if you're into that kind of thing. Uh, and then 2011, he did Shark Night. 2012, he did uh, the the redo of Silent Night, um, which is good. And then he also did a What We Do in the Shadows in 2021, one episode. Okay, and hold then, on. I want to oh. step back to Silent Night. Oh. Now, is that the one with Michelle Trachtenberg in it? Uh, the, the girl who played Buffy's sister? I'm going to have to look that one up because I didn't write who was in that with them. Okay. I, I might be thinking of Black Christmas, so I'm sorry. In oh, I love Black Christmas. That's what actually I thought she was in that one. Okay. I think she's in that one. I don't know about Silent Night. Let me look Silent Night up. I might quick. be getting it confused with Black Christmas then. Yeah, Black Christmas is the bomb. People love to hate on it, but no, it's like frigging amazing. I, I, I love that movie so much. I don't know if you do or not, but I love that movie. I love the fact the girls are so awful and hateful. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, That's no, also a remake it. too, right? Yeah. Oh, yes, it is. Okay. Oh, the original Margot Kidder and Olivia Hussey or Hussey. I think it's Hussey um, and uh, Adrian Martin. Okay. It was directed by, uh, oh gosh, help me. The guy that did a Christmas story. Oh, why am I drawing a blank? No freaking way. Oh, freaking way. Yeah. And Porky's <laughs> and the guy he directed Porky's too. What is his name? I'm going to go insane. Um, but anyway, no, he was not in, uh, wait, let's that Michelle was not in the 20. Wait, let me go back real quick. What's his name? And he also worked on uh, Children's Children Play With Dead Things, which I love so much. We can't cover that because it's in the 70s. Um, that Bob, could be like a Bob, non-numbered bonus episode. Yeah, Bob. I got Bob. Uh, Bob. Oh, I don't want to look it up because I want to do it on my own, but it makes it really bad. <laughs> <laughs> bad content. Um, Bob. Bob. Hey, Clark. You- Bob Clark. I did it. I did it, people. I did it on my own. I did it my All way. All right. I did not look it up because I still look up Silent Night. Yeah, Bob Clark. Oh, yeah. He's done so many different things. and He's done it all really well. Um, yeah. Uh, no, no, the Silent Night I'm talking about also had Malcolm McDowell in it. Oh, no, shit. Oh, yeah. shit. <laughs> it all comes down to Malcolm McDowell. So wait, did Malcolm McDowell play the de- deranged Santa Claus? He did not. Oh, he did not. All right. No, 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 no. Um, but yeah, so Bob Clark. Bob Clark has done so much stuff. He he deserves like a, I don't know if he has one, but he deserves a star on the walk of Hollywood Walk of Fame. Um, but Yeah. So, um, oh, so, okay. So now that now, I got us off track, we're still in the club. <laughs> we're still in the club. And then that's, uh, basically when, um, uh, we meet, we first meet blade. Yeah. Cause they're kicking the shit out of him on the ground. And, mm-hmm. uh, he, what he Carl bleh, crawls over to blade yes. and looks up and he sees this big guy in leather wearing sunglasses inside of a club and. Blade doesn't look too happy. Not happy at all. Not happy at all. Um, and then so he uh, basically uh, um, does all sorts of horrible things to everyone in the uh, <laughs> in the uh, underground club, and he basically sets uh, poor Quinn on fire. Oh shit! Yeah, that that was great because mm-hmm. Quinn is yelling in the vampire language. At uh, Blade and Blade's like, I'm getting tired of uh, I'm getting tired of messing you up. And it's like I thought I might try fire this time, and so he sticks him to the wall with two stakes and he sets him on fire. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, they don't let him burn though because they they uh, 
take him to the hospital, his charred cadaver, they take him to the hospital and they didn't let him. Well, they thought he was dead. Yeah, they thought yeah. he was not a just a regular old human, not a vampire. Yeah. yeah, and they were wrong about that because he's not dead. Um so he's in there and then uh that is when we kind of get the interchange between Karen, our hematologist, um and that uh Karen is played by uh now this one I do apologize. Nabushe right? I'm going to go with it, man, because honestly, I don't know the pronunciation of that. And, uh, but she's not done anything that I have seen, but I do know that she started as a dancer, which I thought was really cool. Uh, and I thought she was incredibly well cast in this because so Marvel, when they, when they, especially in the seventies, they did a whole lot of like trying to cash in on things that were big at the time. So you had like, they did Kung Fu things. Um, they tried to cash in on the whole like disco thing with, uh, dazzler and like this was clearly a cash in on the whole black exploitation thing but i thought that um ms wright was really cool casting because she reminded me a lot of pam greer ah yes okay i, can and I see thought that. that was really cool that they you know they they really put a lot of thought into who they were casting as far as the whole like kind of black exploitation feel well actually that was a call made by wesley snipes because karen was originally going to be played by a white actress but Wesley encouraged them to cast uh, N- and Nabouche, right? I guess I don't know her name, and <laughs> so I'm just, yeah. I'm just ripping it Miss apart. Wright. Yeah, Miss Wright. Yeah, Miss Wright. Let's let's go oh. with that. Yeah, I did not know that. Yeah, See, no, I love no, I love this casting. Oh, it's a it's oh, a I great cast. That. It makes yeah, to, no, I love that. it really complements the entire movie, the tone and the setting and everything. It's just like a perfect storm. Right. Yeah, no, it's great. Yeah. Um, so she's talking with her clearly ex-boyfriend, uh, Gus, and he's, you know, uh, she's mentioning that the, the, the corpse's red blood cells are something funky and there's something up with that. Um, and then they're uh, mentioning the odd blood, uh, no, odd muscle structure of his mouth and his, uh, around the, the canines. Yeah. Uh, and then... Uh, uh, what, oh yeah, he goes to make the Y and uh, Doctor Doctor Webb goes to make the Y incision, um, and that's when Quinn opens his eyes and starts screaming and biting. Yeah, he bites her right on the neck. Which I it's been a while since I had seen this, and I saw that I'm like, no, <laughs> I like love her, and I'm like, no, no, no. And but didn't he look like? Um, one of the creatures from demons because his eyes were glowing blue and he was just ah, 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 ah. also reminded me, have you ever seen near dark? No, I haven't seen that. Oh my gosh. Get out of town. Are you serious? I'm serious. Oh, okay. So it's got, Oh gosh, this is a long drawn out story. It's got Bill Paxton. Um, Oh gosh. The guy from Pumpkinhead, Lance Hendrickson. And I feel so badly, but the, Female Marine from Aliens. Which one? Uh, uh, Garza? Maybe. Okay. But so I'm, anyway, it's a vampire movie. And the director, I, I'm so bad at this. She, it's a female director. But basically, she got pretty much the whole secondary crew from Aliens. And uh, like for like, you know, make, like to like film the movie and everything because she was um connected and eventually like 
love connected with James Cameron. But it's called Near Dark. It's a vampire movie. It's an amazing vampire movie. I can't believe you've not seen it. You will thank me later. It, it's starting to sound familiar, so I might have watched it. Yeah, they drive like the van they drive around in. They put like Reynolds wrap over the window, not Reynolds wrap, aluminum foil over the window and just poke holes in it so they can see out so they can drive around the day. Um, okay, so, yep, yep. Oh, I, I've seen this, yes. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. But that's what he reminded me of. Like the charred Quinn reminded me of like the vampires from that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Oh my gosh. We're off track again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't take much. No, it sure does not. Uh, and then they, uh, she, he bites Karen, but then uh, blade is there and kind of uh, dispatches with of Quinn by, by, uh, well, Quinn, I think basically just, throws himself out the window to escape, doesn't he, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah, he's like, leave me alone, you freak. And then he kind of tumbles out the window and yeah. lands in the and, back of a, a ambulance. Why could I not think of that word? Right, yeah, in the ambulance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then we, and then Blade just like tosses Karen out the window. I know, like a sack of potatoes. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, if that vampire bite didn't kill you, the, the horror of being tossed out a window and towards the roof across the street would kill you. I know. Holy shit. But then he jumps out and lands over there with her and she's dislocated her shoulder. But I do like the seeing how he looks down and he's just going to leave her at first, but like he kind of gets that like remembrance of his mother. He's like, I can't do this. I got to take her and save her. Yeah. And I'm wondering how does he remember his mother in that position? Because he was just born at that time, which is it's weird to me. It it's a vampire trait. Vampire trait. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to go with that. I'm being go too. That. It's a vampire trait. Yeah, I'm being um, too literal now. Right, right. Um, and then that we get Tim. He's basically taking Karen back to to Whistler and everything. And the sunrise is coming up. Um, and then Whistler is, of course, Chris Christopherson. Um, and and Walt, Walt was like, God, he looks old. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it has been a while since we've seen Chris last. Yeah. And uh, the funny thing is, he was originally not going to be in this film, but he actually, from what I from what I read anyway, he was created for Blade's cameo on Spider-Man, the animated series in 94. He was liked so much by the CEO of Marvel that he was adopted into the Marvel Universe. Oh, that's awesome. Good for good for Whistler. Yeah. So we might not have seen Whistler at all. Had it not wow. been for the Spider-Man, the animated series. What about his mother? Hmm. Who knows? <laughs> One person out there is laughing at that joke. And I thank you. Um, so Chris Christopherson, um, did you, I, I'm going to say no, but I'm just throwing this out there. So did you ever see Alice doesn't live here anymore from 74? No, I didn't. It's a really serious, like drama kind of downbeat. But they based the comedy Alice with Vic Tabak and Linda Lavin on the on the movie. Do you remember the show Alice, the TV show with Flo, Kiss My Grits? Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, it was based on the movie. I'm like, these things are two totally, much like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, how they're like so totally different in feel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then he was also in a really odd, see, I love 70s movies because they're just so totally weird. But he was in a movie called The Sailor Who Fell from Grace with the Sea. And he's a sailor and he kind of hooks up with this woman who's a um, a widow, a widow, a widow. Yeah, I always get widow and widower, a widow. And her son is 
odd and he hangs out around with these other odd boys and um they're almost like little mini like kind of serial killers it's a really weird intense movie but i love that one um he also did a star is born with barbara streisand which i've talked to you about before it's you just need to watch it for the whole house building scene because it's so weird um he did big top peewee because i love peewee herman okay i did see that one all right he did uh planet of the apes from 2001 yep i saw Um, that he also did, and I've talked to you about this before, and I, I still recommend it. He was in the Stallone movie, I, E, I, E, C, U, from uh, 2002. Um, and then he did an uncredited because he was, <laughs> it was, he was actually himself. And it was just, they shot it like guerrilla warfare style shooting um, at the Cannes Film Festival. But it was called The Last Horror Film. And horror people will know this one. But it had Carolyn Monroe and uh, Joe Spinell in it but he was actually basically caught on film because he was there at the Cannes film festival but those are all my chris christopherson movie references to throw out there for people and he's also a singer is he not oh yes a country singer oh yeah 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 yes that he is yes yeah yeah now don't ask me what he's saying because i don't really think i could name a chris christopherson song for you oh neither could i okay all right so we're just gonna but yes he is a singer not as good as tracy lord's no, not as good as uh, Miss Tracy Lords. <laughs> no, he's got he's got way more albums to his credit. That's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So, um, so basically, he's decided to bring Karen back to their like little hideout that they've got going on um, to see what he can do about her because she's been bitten and he's not sure she's going to turn completely. They're thinking that if she had been like, you know, just an hour longer than she would have turned for sure. She may have a day or two left. They're not quite sure what's going to happen with her, but she's not doing so hot. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Whistler does not like the fact that he uh, Blade brought home a stray. Nope. Nope. Don't bring those strays home. (laughs) Oh, I also love that they were playing uh, CCR's Bad Moon Rising in the background. I was going to ask you about that. I was like, how appropriate is it that the introduction Uh, to Whistler has Creedence Clearwater Revival? No, I love that. Um, And then the next thing we get introduced to. um, Oh, help me really quick here. Uh, Quinn. No, not Quinn. Um, Uh, Frost, right? Dragonetti, yeah. Oh, Dragonetti sure. and Fro- okay, Udo Kier, yeah. our our homeboy Udo Kier, who's in a oh lot of God. movies. I freaking love this man so much. Like, if I could be someone when I grow up, it might be Udo Kier. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, he was in. Unfortunately for him, uh, most of U- Uwe Boll's films. Oh, he was. <laughs> <laughs> He was in Blood Rain. Um, he was in a couple others that I have seen. Um, he also has done like a crapola ton of awesome movies. Yeah, he's which, done a whole lot of good movies. Which, if you'll bear with me, I'm going to name every single one. Oh, this this could take a while. I'll go really fast. <laughs> so, from the 70s, he did Mark of the Devil. And I'm telling you, you got to see Flesh for Frankenstein. And he did Blood for Dracula in 73 and 74. You will thank me later. He did trauma. Um, he did, we talked about earlier, Dario Argento's Suspiria. That's the first of the Mother of Tears movies. Okay. Yeah, he did The Strange Case of Dr. Jekyll and Miss Osborne from 81. Um, he was in Gus Van Zandt's My Own Private Idaho uh, that had Keanu Reeves and the late River Phoenix. 
Did you ever see Barbed Wire with Pamela Anderson? I did. Okay, he was in that one. Do you remember the end credits where she's just on that swing topless? (laughs) (laughs) Probably a little too well. (laughs) I bet. Okay, I thought so. And then he's done um, Modern Vampires with Casper Van Dien. Oh, I did see that. Okay. Yeah. uh, Starship Troopers. Um, Really good movie. Shadow of a Vampire from 2007. Really bad movie. uh, Fear.com. We've already mentioned that because Stephen Dorff was in that with him. Um, and he was in Rob Zombie's Halloween remake from 2007. Um, the aforementioned Mother of Tears from uh, Dario and Asha. Um, Theater of Blood, which was really cool, from 2011. He was in also Rob Zombie's Lords of Salem from 2012. Um, the editor, which I've talked about from before, from 2014. He was in um, Brawl in Cell Block 99 with Vince Vaughn from 2017, which is amazing. Um, he also did... Uh, one of the puppet masters. He was in the Littlest Reich from 2018. And one more, he was in Swan Song from 2021. Did you already mention Dracula 3000? I did not. These are movies that I've seen that I... Okay. Well, Dracula 3000, that, that had Casper Van Dien in it um, and Udo oh, Kier. Really? It wasn't really that good, though. You know, That's why I didn't mention Yeah, that's why you didn't see it. <laughs> no. oh, so man. I thought I did pretty well. So Udo lovers out there, I hope you took notes really fast. If not, listen to the podcast real quick. Yeah, just okay. listen to it in a one-time speed, I guess. Right. But I tried really fast to go through that. So that's Udo, and he's basically the head of the board members and everything, and he is uh, not a fan of Deacon Frost at all. There's no, clearly, he is not. Clearly no love lost between the two of them. He does um, not like Stephen Dorff's smoky good looks. No, no. He's a disgrace to the vampire nation. And he's sick of his dangerous nightclubs. That's right. Yeah. And well, basically, he's saying that like vampires just need to blend in. Like that's how it's worked so far. They just kind of blend in with the human race and, you know, they do what they got to do. Yeah. He's like, who are you to challenge our ways? We have survived this way for thousands of years. I do not like you, Deacon Frost. (laughs) That was my best Udo. (laughs) You bore me, Frost. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Uh. And then, so that just gives us that little background that, hey, you know what? These two guys aren't on the same team, even though they're vampires. Of course, Udo is a pure blood, and Mr. Frost is not. He was bitten. Udo yep. was born a vampire. Yeah, he was only turned. Right, he was only turned. Um, and then we get a really quick scene of uh, Blade and Apocathery. Like a health food store. (laughs) (laughs) Apothecary. Thank you so much. That's why you're on here, Rob. You've always got my back. And he's buying essence of garlic. (laughs) Yeah, because he says that um, this serum is he's getting he's gaining a a tolerance, not a resistance. He's getting a tolerance to the serum. Yeah. So uh, he basically needs to keep him kosher. Yeah. So he doesn't like go crazy and start biting people. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, poor Karen, she wakes up in kind of a kind of a not so nice loft area. It looked like it needed a little cleaning up to me. But she sees the weapons, his arsenal of, of like guns and his sword. Um, and they, she also sees mom's driver's license and the little shrine and everything. Um, and then she overhears Whistler talking to uh, Blade about her usefulness because she's a hematologist and she might be onto something because they've gone through her notes. And how great is that, that a hematologist kind of falls into their lap? That's pretty cool. That would only happen in a comic book. Yeah, or a movie. 
<laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, uh, and then they basically find out that she's been spying on her. And then Whistler kind of fills her in on, on everything while he's <laughs> filling up a gas tank while smoking. <laughs> I know that was my favorite scene. Cause I'm like, I never thought about it at the time of watching the movie, but then I was watching it last night and I was like, okay, he's uh, the, there's gas spilling everywhere and he's lighting a cigarette. <laughs> that probably sounds like something my mother would have done back in the day. <laughs> yeah. it, re- it reminded me of the uh, Derek Zoolander gasoline fight. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Oh um, man. But then he also kind of gives us a little exposition about what uh, the vampires are kind of like. They're allergic to silver, which, you know, earlier we saw that his little stakes were silver. Um, and then like, they, they like kind of like char and then just burst into flames and they're gone when they get spiked. Yeah. No, no fuss, no muss. No. Yep. Uh, garlic does them in. Sunlight's not a fan of theirs. Uh, ultraviolet rays also um, work wonders with them. Um, and they also say, Karen, you pretty much need to book out of town because they're going to be looking for you. They yeah. also let Karen know that it's not just vampires that they have like kind of underlings working for them. So people that want, like, want to be vampires eventually or the police are on their side. So it's not just vampires you got to watch out for. They're like they got like lackeys everywhere. Yeah. And that <laughs> and kind of reminded me of like, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, you go, go, go. It reminded me of um, like the Nazi sympathizer kind of thing. Right, right. For some reason, because it's like, okay, we've got people who are, you know, who are working with us because they know that we're in control and, you know, we've got our finger on the pulse. Mm -hmm. Exactly, exactly. And then he's like, and if you start to feel like not well, you should probably just kill yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Do yourself a favor, buy a gun. Which I remember Walt said the same thing to me when I hit a cold. <laughs> if you start uh, feeling thirsty, no matter of how much you've had to drink, <laughs> or if you cough or feel a sniffle, he just slides the gun across the table. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I've preloaded it for you. It's yeah. all set. And a box of Kleenex and a preloaded gun. <laughs> the remote to the TV. There you go. Don't um, forget the lube. Right. <laughs> um. And then, uh, then we see the terminal, which holds all the records, uh, and that has, um, oh, I just want to call him Udo, Dragonetti, which, you know what, if I'm going to actually do drag, I think I'm going to be Dragonetti. Dra- Eddie the Dragon, yeah. Yeah, Dragonetti. Dragonetti. Um, yeah. So, and then we see that there's, like, this whole, like, big, like, computer system in these files, uh, these archives with all, like, the, the vampire mythos and history and everything all in there, and Frost wants very desperately to translate the text, the ancient text, to find out how to release the blood god. Yeah, and Udo is like, see, I'm calling him Udo now, but yeah, just call him Udo. Yeah, that's Udo. No matter what he does, he will always be Udo. Yeah, and so yeah. he's yelling at Frost, and Frost is just kind of hanging out there in the corner, uh, listening to his techno music like kids will do, you know? Right. <laughs> with his shirt like really open like the Bee Gees used to do in the, in, in the time of disco. Yeah. Um, and then we get Karen, Karen's going home. You know, he drops her off and she's like, you, you need to protect me. And he's like, you're fine on your own. So she's walking back <laughs> to her apartment and she notices as she gets on the elevator, the two people in front of her have these like neck tattoos. Yeah. Nobody explained the tattoos to her. So nope, nope. And so she gets on the elevator with them and, she heads to her apartment and you kind of think they're going to do something to her. 
Yeah, that's what I thought the first time. She walks in and I'm like, why? Why did you not lock the door? Because you know there are people after you, but she did not lock the door. I noticed that it upset me because I don't want anything but good things to happen to Karen. So she's in her apartment packing clothes because she's going to get the hell out of Dodge. And then a cop comes in. Creepiest cop you ever seen. Yep. Creepy Krieger. Yeah. Officer Krieger. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, it's just a routine check because, you know, your uh, your partner at work, he's dead now and everything. And oh, I, oh, I should mention this. They also gave her mace made of garlic. Yes. Yes. Uh, vampire mace. Vampire mace. Yeah. Vampire mace. Uh, va- mace. Vampire mace. Um, and so he's like giving her all these questions and she's like, what the hell? You know, there's really no reason you should be doing all this in my apartment that I didn't ask you to come into. Right. And then she's raising with the mace because she thinks he's a vampire. Of course, he's not. He's just a police officer working with the vampires. Um, and then that's when Blade shows up to just beat the shit out of him. <laughs> <laughs> he really just kicks the hell out of Officer Krieger. He does. It's painful. <laughs> <laughs> he steals his watch. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> well, then what I like is, they, you know, they eventually go outside with Krieger and, you know, they pop up his trunk. He's got this little mini, like, blood bank he's transporting back to, to Frost and those guys. Mm-hmm. But he's doing, like, they're not on a, like, empty street. There are people all around. Right. And I love it how nobody bats a fucking no eyelash. bats an eye. <laughs> and, and they're doing this to an officer of the law. Yeah. And he's, like, it. slamming his head into the trunk and everything. <laughs> I love it. Anyway, so um, Krieger takes off. and. Blade doesn't have a good shot, so he gets away. And then this is when Karen realizes that, hey, I was like used as bait. <laughs> She's pissed about that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. As anyone would be. Um, oh, real quick. Now, did you notice in this in, in kind of this scene, there was a vampire like sucking a woman's or biting a woman's neck, sucking her blood out? Did oh, yeah, was- I did. I that thought was that was director. Quinn at first. That was the director. That was the director. Oh, shit. Yeah, it was the cameo. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. I, no, I can see where you thought that. Yeah. Yeah, I always thought it was Quinn. I was like, oh, wow, he regenerated fast. Yeah, no, that was the director. He had his little, little cameo in there. Sweet. Yeah, right. Um, so this, so really quickly, uh, they're going to, they, they want to use Krieger now as bait to get back to Frost and, and like their like what they call it, like their their blood clinic or whatever where they go and, and give the vampires the blood and everything. So he's giving Karen the lowdown on the weaponry weaponry and how to use it and everything. And they head to that Asian, it's basically an Asian club. Um and that's where they meet up with Krieger again. He tells them that like inside the freezer is the entryway, much like at the beginning of the movie, entryway to the club. Where the oh where yeah, find yeah. The but Blade yeah. doesn't believe him, so he continues kicking the shit out of him. Right. <laughs> He's like, what the hell, man? It's in the fridge. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, but then Blade eventually like checks inside the freezer, and that is the entryway. So he and Karen head down there. Um, and then uh, we see uh, Frost at the party, his really nice pad up there with a uh, swimming pool full of rubber ducks. That is. That's an awesome house, man. Or yeah, apartment, whatever. Yeah. And then so Krieger is up there now and he's like, hey, they're coming to look for you. Um, and uh, Quinn's up there on the couch. He's all scarred up from his attack. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's when like Frost has had enough of the cop and he just 
kills him and tosses him in the pool. Yeah. Now I always wondered if, um, did he actually die or did he get his wish of wanting to be turned and like wakes up the next morning or the next evening, you know, climbing out of the water as a vampire? In my mind, he did not. I don't think, I think Frost was done with him. I don't think he would allow him to return. Yeah, that's what I think too. I just always kind of wondered that because it was left open-ended, you know, because when you get bit, you turn, like according to the uh, the vampire lore of Blade. You know, and what a lame turning. You were rising from a pool of rubber ducks. <laughs> well, he was kind of a lame, uh, a lame lackey, you know? Yeah, that's true. Uh, but this is also where we find out that it's very important to Frost that they capture Blade alive. Yes. He yes. needs the Daywalker alive, and Quinn is not happy about that. Yeah, not at all. Uh, and then we get the scene with Pearl, the record keeper. Oh, geez. <laughs> now, do you realize why Pearl is so big? Yes, I was doing some reading on that, and apparently since uh, Pearl has a thing for um, children— and oh. yes, eating the heart, like the, the, uh, the backstory on that is that the record keeper, you know, it kind of wasn't always that fat, but was pretty fat and it preferred prey that was easy to catch. So Pearl would, uh, fancied eating the hearts of infants and children because they were, I guess, easier to catch and just continuously gorge themselves on you know, the hearts of children and stuff. So it was just like this big fat blob eventually. That was supposed to be the backstory. I don't know if they went with that actually. So I'm not, I don't, I'm not questioning where you got yours. I, it may be very valid, but I am pretty sure that the, that Pearl actually wanted to do a documentary about what eating McDonald's for a year would do. And it was called Supersize Me. Supersize Me. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. I thought that was really interesting. Um, Walt actually filled me in on that while we were watching the movie. Oh, cool. Okay. But when you're that big, how are you getting children? Are you just luring them to you? Like by, like what, covering yourself with candy bars? <laughs> <laughs> right. You know and I mean? once they see, are they not running away? Because you're Why? not going to get up and go after them. them. It's like Jabba the Hutt running after you. Holy shit, right? And at least Jabba like could slither across the floor. Right. I don't think Pearl is getting up moving anywhere anytime soon. No, not at all. No. Um, And then, so I love how they're playing 20 questions with that UV light lamp thing. And Karen's just like burning Pearl as they ask the questions. I know. Um, and it's, it's like a, a kid with a magnifying glass burning right, an exactly. ant. <laughs> or, or you with your laser disc that you found. Yeah. With my laser disc. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but this is how they actually get some info, info out of Pearl. They find out about the piece of the prophecy and awakening the blood God. Um, and then like Blade kind of confiscates that little, like, I guess like disc or whatever with all the information on it. Ah, uh, yeah. And doesn't forward. Pearl sound like that lady from uh, Poltergeist? Zelda Rubenstein. Yes. 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 Come into the light. Well, he would say, go away from the light. Yeah. A piece of the prophecy. And there is nothing you can do about it. Daywalker. <laughs> I'm oh, sorry. You know what I would be if I was bitten? I'd be a gay walker. You'd be a gay walker. <laughs> <laughs> so you would be, you'd be half vampire, half gay. Yeah, and I could walk out in the day. I could sashay in the day. 
I'm a gay walker. <laughs> I totally know what I'm doing for Halloween next year. You're going to be Blade the Gay Walker. Yeah. yeah. Blade the Gay Walker. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm going to work on my outfit as we're recording this right now. So if you're a sewing machine going, pay no man. <laughs> That's um, great. So, so now they go into the storeroom and Blade and Karen, and they got these, I love how they set it up, like the, the parchment and everything, but they're sealed in glass. They're kind of just like, hanging from the ceiling and, and all yeah. these things. And it's, I always wondered how it's like, okay, they have this really cool spot and it's kind of underground, but it's also connected to like the subway and the sewers. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of bothered Walt. He's like, <laughs> how are they pulling all this off? <laughs> <laughs> See, he's like me. He's a little too literal. Oh no. Yeah. Very much stuff. Yeah. That very much gets to Walt. He's like, no one noticed this. <laughs> <laughs> How has nobody seen this? There's like exactly. computers going on here and all the power is being diverted to this one area. <laughs> yes, exactly. I just assumed that the roaches were helping them. <laughs> <laughs> the the roaches from uh Mimic, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um but there's also something in there with them. We get little glimpses of something running past. Yeah. And, and I immediately uh, I mean I immediately went to Gary Coleman. Gary Coleman. <laughs> <laughs> And see, I'm thinking like, um, okay, now we saw in the club, or no, sorry, at Frost's house, actually, mm -hmm. the little girl playing the video games. Yeah, exactly. And mm -hmm. then how did the little girl playing the video games get from Frost's uh, penthouse all the way to underground, wherever the hell Pearl's uh, archive was? I think you go with it, Rob. Yeah, I think so. Just go with it. And another yeah. thing, how does every vampire know Kung Fu? I do. But again, that that goes back to the whole Marvel 70s thing, because that's when Kung Fu was really big. OK, so the, the whole black exploitation, the whole Kung Fu. But apparently, like Wesley really wanted Kung Fu. Yeah, he, he did want to make Blade this badass uh, vampire hunter who could do martial arts and everything. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I guess my gay walker, I would just bitch slap you a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Or you could like take up martial arts in, in some form. I guess I could. I guess I could. You could do like um, judo throws and everything. Yes. Now, just real quick. Oh, I don't want to. We're Okay, we're ruining it. And I'm going to do this now instead of later. Uh-oh. What did we ruin? Well, we will because I'm going to talk about this. Oh, okay. So this girl that we're talking about, she's also African-American. Yes. Correct? That is correct. So with what we find out later, are you following me? Um, the big reveal later in the bedroom of Frost. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Do you think that, um, do you think she's related to Blade? Now, pure blood vampires can have children. I don't know about um, turn oh vampires. Okay. All right. I was just wondering what you, your spin on this. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I never made the connection. I just, the fact that they made her African-American because it could have been any other race whatsoever, but the fact that it was a choice to make the child African-American, I thought, are you telling us something without telling us something? Yeah. I kind of see where you're going with that. I never connected the two dots, but it's and just like, why would he have a kid at his house playing video games? Right, right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 
that exactly. But there may not even be two dots to connect. Or was that like, we'll put this here because if it does well later, we can kind of, you know, branch out. Who knows? Yeah. I don't know. But anyway, okay. Thanks for hearing me. So anyway, um, yeah, actually what's running around down there is a young girl who really knows karate really well. <laughs> I mean, yeah, she was being, she was able to keep up with Blade. Like, oh yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, but she's not alone because eventually Frost and Mercury and Quinn with the new arm show up along with a whole bunch of other kick-ass karate people. Yep. <laughs> and they, uh, what's that called? A, a garrote that they- A garrote. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. wrap it around his neck to to like a post. And then Quinn is like enjoying his little moment uh, moment in the sun there. Well, mm-hmm. as a vampire, yep. moment in the sun is not a good idea. Yep. But yeah, well. he's- <laughs> He's having fun with the leather state leather stakes. What the hell is on? What's going on in my brain? I think we're getting a little glimpse into your psyche. Yeah, maybe the silver stakes, not the leather stakes, the silver stakes. Um, and yeah, he staples blade to the wall a couple of times. And uh, oh, who's the idiot that grabs his sword? I think it's just a random person. It's just a random one of the the people with Frost. It's not Frost and it's not Quinn. It's not Mercury. So it's just one of the random, and it's not the young girl. Yeah. He's, he's like a, he reminds me of uh Jim Brewer from half baked. And he's like, I got his pig sticker <laughs> and uh, right. he, he loses his hand. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was uh, a little moment of uh levity there or right, brevity, right. whatever. Yeah. Um, let's see. I'm trying to remember all of the events that occurred and my mind is like just spinning. Okay, so he stabbed him, and then um, Blade starts to laugh. He's like, what are you laughing at? And he's like, I'm expecting company. And Whistler shows up, and he's packing heat, and he starts shooting them all. And then he's got the hole blown, like, with the entry to the subway. He tosses that, like, uh, duffel bag in there, which has a bomb on it. The bomb goes off. Oh, yes. Okay, there we are. Yeah, I'm back on track now, I think. So, of course you are, because we're at the subway. Yeah. Um, I like how you did that. Nice little segue there. Yeah. Um, so then they're basically, they they are, there's a, a running subway passing by. Karen and Blade get separated from Whistler, but Quinn makes it onto their side. Two other vampires get crushed by the oncoming subway. Um, but then Karen, like, falls down basically between the plat- the tiny walkway platform and the oncoming subway. And she so almost lands on the third rail. Yeah, exactly. So the train's coming past them and Quinn and Blade are fighting. And he holds Quinn's face against the subway. <laughs> that guy's just constantly getting fucked up. <laughs> Poor Quinn. Yeah. And then, so eventually, as the train subway car flies by, uh, Blade grabs Karen and <laughs> amazingly doesn't just rip her arm off but actually grabs her and they whisk away to safety. Yeah. Is it just me or could those vampires run really fast? Really fast. Really, really fast. Yeah. Yeah. Really fast. And then once they're inside, um, that's when Blade reveals that his shoulder is injured and that he needs an injection and that he's not one of them. He's different than them. Yeah. Yeah. And then we get back to their hideout blade and those guys and whistler is giving her the down low on how he actually found blade he, uh, his mother had been attacked by vampires while she was pregnant 
he found Blade uh, when he was in basically a, pre-pu- a, pu- a pubescent, um, and that um, he's immune to sunlight and garlic. Uh, he's got strength, but he ages like a human. He has a vampiric thirst, um, but his body's starting, like you said earlier, he's is starting to be tolerant to the injections. Um, and the Hitler, Whistler hunts for vampires because a drifter uh, had killed his wife and two children. Yeah. Yeah. And that frost is the center of something big. Yeah. And it's funny how they've been hunting frost for a very long time. A very long time. Yeah. And then that's where like uh, Karen then like reveals to blade. She's like, I know, I know what you are. And he's like, you don't know me. I'm not human. <laughs> and then she says, you're more human than human. You can't handle the truth. Right, right. <laughs> like humans don't drink blood. And uh, he's looking for the demon who killed his mom and made me what I am today. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's just like, wah, 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 wah. And she's not having it. <laughs> she's like, suck it up, kid. Yeah. Um, now, I want to say this really quick. I have nothing against the actress who's playing Mercury. Okay, we're going into a disrespectful part, aren't we? Kind of. <laughs> Go for it. Shoot. Her role is bigger than Tracy Lord's role. I really wish they would have flipped it. I wish that actress would have been Raquel, and I wish Tracy Lord's could have been Mercury. You know what? I was actually thinking about that too. And I was like, we didn't get to see too much of Tracy Lords and no. it would have been nice to see her playing as um, Deacon Frost's love interest, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Or in my mind, she would have played all the characters, but Blade. <laughs> that would have been the perfect movie. Kind of like uh, Eddie Murphy playing um, all like all of the, what was it? Meet the, no. Oh, uh, Oh, what was that? I Damn don't know. What you're about. Um, yeah, he basically played everybody the in the family. family. Yeah. yeah. Look, oh, not, oh, oh, I was going to say meet the Fockers, but it's not it meet the Norbit. Fockers. Norbit, wasn't it? I think it might have been Norbit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah. Anyway, I totally know what you're talking about. But yeah, that would have been like perfection in, in my mind. Anyway, so um, we're back now and the blondes are bickering with Quinn about, you know, uh, keeping um, Blade, uh, capturing Blade alive and keeping him alive. Uh, and then we see, um, that Frost is actually applying sunblock to himself on a beach. Ah, yes, yes, yes. He has kidnapped poor Udo. <laughs> poor Udo Kier, man. He didn't oh. deserve to go out like that. And then, and then Frost is like, it's getting a little toasty out here. <laughs> and we see that Udo is actually not with his mouth, but his actual chest is starting to smoke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because what they've done is they brought him out to a beach at sunrise to watch him burst into flames. And is it just my thinking or is basically the entire vampire hierarchy pretty much useless because they don't take any action whatsoever? And like Frost is just one person. Of course, he's got his crew. But I mean, you're dealing with like the big time, the big dogs of the vampire nation. And it's like, you would think that with all that power that they have, they wouldn't be just useless bureaucrats. They would actually like take action, but they do nothing. They're basically neutered. You know, I, yeah, I think, I think what it is is they've been around so long. They just become like complacent. Yeah. 
you know, and, and I also don't think they really take him for as big of a threat as he is. Right. They, they don't and take him serious. Like he's the anarchist and they're just not taking him seriously. And they're like, no, like it's been all like centuries and no one has been able to, um, break the code of this, this, uh, like hieroglyph or whatever you're trying to translate. And it's just not going to be done. And they just don't pay him any attention. Yeah. Yeah. That might be it it too. But I just thought of all the elders is pretty much useless. Yeah. Oh yeah. The whole, the whole, uh, the board, the, yeah, the board. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Pointless. And and, and they're all older too. Yeah. But, they're like, if not thousands, like multiple hundreds of years old. Yeah. And I think they're just, they don't know what to expect from this person. And he's not them. You know, he wasn't born this way. He's, he was made. I, I just think they just don't know how, what to do with this guy. And I think they really are, they're, they're of the mindset that they are superior. Yeah. You know, okay. You're, you're superior and then you're inferior because you're not like us. So yeah, you're not going to pose a real threat. Right. So they're just useless because they're like, <laughs> you know, who, this guy's nothing. He's not even a full vampire. Right. Exactly. And so they're just that they're, they're just so ingrained in that mindset that it's almost like they've got blinders on. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so they got the motorcycle gear on and, or, oh, and then they, oh, and they defang Udo. Yeah. Oh, so sad. Yes. Now, what did you think about the way that he exploded in the sunlight? Oh, I know that was I, they. Okay, I don't know what you're getting at, but I think they did the best they could with what they had at the time. Is that what you're asking? Well, I just wondered like what you thought of the effects, and I thought it was pretty cool because it was like he was being turned inside out almost. Oh yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. For the movie of the time, I think the effects are for the most part still really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they, no, I think they did a fine, fine job. Yeah. I would say that. I mean, it's not heavy on the CGI. It's more action heavy, but when the CGI oh, yeah. does come in, it's uh, it's well done. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you. To me, the only thing that like really dated it was actually the computer, his computer, when he was like looking up ways to break the code, that thing. Okay. Like computer gen- generated CGI. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, but their special effects looked really pretty good i thought so then we see uh frost come in and he tosses poor udo's teeth on the table and he says he needs 12 volunteers from the board yeah and well i'll talk about this when we get to it i want to save it for that poor portion um and then we've got uh Whistler's got a piece of the parchment. He sm- says it smells like vampire ass. <laughs> Which I'm like, Whistler, what have you been doing? Have you been eating vampire ass? Right. What do we need to know about you, Whistler? Um, and then it's like the, from the book of Aramis. And it's, uh, they need the spirit of 12 to release the blood god. And that Karen has fortunately gone back to the hospital and borrowed some equipment as well as an EDTA, which is an anticoagulant. Um, and she's going to use that to explode some vampires. Yeah. And she, like she blade thinks it's a cure. Um, yeah. And he's yeah. of course, she's like, step away. The the reaction is energetic. And he's like looking through the microscope and the microscope blows up. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's like some cure. 
Yeah. And then um, we also find out that uh, Whistler is not in the best of health either, that he has cancer. Yeah. Yeah. Like, not only uh, is his leg fucked up, but he's got cancer. Got, yes. Oh, yes. Because he got shot earlier on. Yeah. And then we, Karen's still checking on her neck wounds. Um, and then Whistler's really thinking that they didn't catch it in time. And she's only got a day or two left. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? I'm interested in, we never saw the segment where Karen cured herself. I, again, I think it's comic book time. Okay. Just kind of go with it. All right. So we are back on the street now with Blade and he kind of sees Frost across the street with the little, um, the young girl. He's kind of holding her. Ah, yeah. Not in a sexual way though. No, no, (laughs) no, God, no, no, um, no, (laughs) no, um, more like I'm going to kill you way. Actually, is how he's holding her. Yeah. Um, and then so because at first, like. Because we've already seen him with the other young girl, and I at first I thought it was just going to be another young vampire. But clearly this girl doesn't know what's going on. She's basically being held against her will. Yeah. And did it also seem like kind of a dream sequence to you? Like, yeah, exactly. One moment it it was, uh, they were in the heart of the city and the next moment they're kind of in a peaceful park area or something. Yeah. yeah. And was it at first when Frost gets his attention, aren't, isn't there like a bit of like telepathy almost? Cause he's like talking to Blade, but he's across the street. Yeah. There's like whispering. There's like, Hey Blade. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Okay. So anyway, he's basically saying that he wants to just call call a truce between Blade and himself and the vampires. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he uh, Blade says he knows that he wants to awaken the Lamarga. Right. Lamarga. Blade is not falling for that. Yeah, he's like, no. Um, and he goes to shoot Frost. Uh, but <laughs> Frost just tosses the girl like a ragdoll. <laughs> <laughs> onto the street as a bus approaches. <laughs> yeah, in front of a bus and plays like, fuck, do I go after Frost or do I save so the he, kid? So he runs and saves the kid and he's like, get out of here. And I'm thinking, I bet you don't have to tell her twice. Um, it's like, yeah. I just wanted to go home to my mommy anyway. I know, I know. Um, and then uh, we've got <laughs> Whistler and Karen and uh, they're talking about gene therapy, how they can treat sickle cell anemia that way. And she's thinking it's going to work for her. That's probably where she finds the cure. Aha. Yeah. Yep. With Robert. Oh, my jo- Robert Smith. Right. She looks over and there's Robert Smith. <laughs> there's Robert Smith oh, in the cure. The cure. <laughs> and he's singing in between days. Right, right. It's like, there they are. Okay, anyway, I'm back now. Um, uh, and then this is where the vampires have infiltrated the factory with Whistler and Karen. And, oh, this is where he gets shot in the leg. I'm sorry, I jumped. This is where he gets shot in the leg and Frost attacks. And then Mercury's got Karen and they leave Quinn to finish things up while they take off. Blade arrives back and he sees the dead guy um, with a neck tattoo. And he realizes that there's something up in the place where they've been hiding out. He discovers that Whistler is uh, underneath a bloody uh, sheet, basically, with a little uh, videotape that says, play me. And I thought that Whistler was dead at that point. Oh, well, yeah. Wouldn't you think? Holy yeah, because he's I just covered that. with a white sheet and, you know, with blood know. everywhere. Yeah. And I so wanted the video to be like a porn. 
<laughs> like a like a frost porn that he had made just to make Blade watch it to like a, rub in his face. It's like a vampire porno. Right, right. <laughs> um he realized that Frost has decoded the tape and it's gonna be a vampire apocalypse, and they're gonna resurrect the god, and then he needs uh blood uh blades daywalker blood. Um because he's the chosen one, he's the key. But Whistler's not dead. And he's like, don't go after Frost. If he gets you, it's over. He's trying to trigger off a goddamn vampire apocalypse. Yep. And that, that's and my then, impression of Whistler. Oh, I thought it was Whistler. I actually thought you got Chris Christopherson to drop by. Oh, thanks. Um, yeah, no worries. Uh, but then he's, he's like, uh, he, much like in Demons, he asked Blade to kill him. Um, but Blade can't do it, so he just gives him the gun, and Blade walks away, and we hear a little gunshot, and the gun drops to the floor. Yeah, and you, well, of course, you know, that that's for another movie. Spoiler <laughs> alert, he's in Blade 2 and Blade 3. <laughs> yeah, right? Well, a little bit of Blade 3 anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, so then... Um, then we got... Um, uh, we're oh. we're back at Frost Penthouse, are we? Well, and he's going to go to Edgewood Edgewood Towers. Oh, okay, yes, as Karen. Yep. So then we see Blade making his little silver bullets. He's filling up his darts. He's got his silver stakes, and he's doing his little meditation. But then he just beats the shit out of that flower, that plant. Oh, well, you know what that was? That was actually um, I looked that up. I couldn't find too oh. much information on it, but. Okay. It signified like it was part of like a warrior's uh, kind of thing where cutting the roots off means that he's um, he's cutting himself off from where he began, basically. So he's cut basically it's, it's kind of like he's cutting that vampire part of himself off. Like he's severing his ties. Yeah. And kind of saying oh. good saying goodbye to the past or the, your roots or whatever. Yeah. Oh, OK. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. OK. Yay. Thank you. Hey, no problem. I, I tried to look up some good stuff for this movie. No, that was awesome. I, I just thought he was really mad at that plant. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, this is it. <laughs> this is the end for you, plant. Right, exactly. No, that's awesome. Thank you. Okay, cool. That makes it more meaningful than he just really hated the plant. <laughs> um, so then we're back at the uh, Frost apartment, and we have uh, Frost kind of taunting Karen about, like, you know, whether she slept with Blade or not and all that stuff, but she's not falling for it because Karen's one badass woman in yeah. my book. And and she um, taunts uh she taunts Frost back. Yeah, exactly. And she's like, I got a cure if you want one. And she's like, uh, I see that scar, so I know that you weren't born a vampire. You were actually turned one. Um and then she makes a reference that he's basically like a sexually transmitted disease. Yeah. He's like, you're uh, the top of the food chain, sister. <laughs> right, right. And that uh Frost counters back that everyone will eventually be a vampire and that they need Blade's blood is the key. Um and then that's when the guard says, we've got an intruder. <laughs> you hear that engine revving. <laughs> He's like, why do I hear gunfire? I need him alive. Uh-huh. Yep. And then, yep. And then, uh, and then Quinn's like stressing how hard it is <laughs> to capture Blade alive. <laughs> He's, like, He's got Quinn. the sword. He does a little loop-de-loop, goes under his hand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um and then so of course, you know, Blade's in there with guns blazing and he's on his motorcycle. He's got his his sword and everything else. And uh, I love the Kung Fu. Oh, I love the uh, Kung Fu attack in that little hallway. Oh, yeah, um, that was awesome. Didn't that oh, place yeah. look like they were fighting inside of a museum? It did. Oh, totally. It did. It did. But he stabs him with uh, basically the EDT 
Oh yeah. Injections and they just explode. <laughs> I remember that being one of my favorite parts of the movie too, where it's just like they blow up like balloons and they turn oh, yeah. purple and everything. <laughs> pretty cool. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Yeah. And then, um, blade ends up in, um, cross bedroom and the bed, it's like a big bed, but the actual top is like lifts on and off, like remotely. So it's like a coffin, but giant. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I never thought about this before, but what do they need? You know, I'm sure he's got the penthouse, you know, they keep, they keep light out of the certain areas. So what do they need this like extra layer of protection for? Um, I assume like a Dutch oven. Dutch oven. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So yeah, if they let one rip in the middle of the night, there's no escape. You you just seal it in there with them. Yeah. Um, but this is where we get the big reveal that mom is actually not dead at all. Yeah. Blade meets mommy. Mm-hmm. Now, mom uh, is Vanessa in the movie. Um, and she's played by, uh, I believe it's Sine, um Lathan. Yeah. She was in a couple things real quick. Um, Drive from 97, which is really fun. It's a Brittany Murphy movie. Have you seen this one? Nope. It's, I highly recommend it. It's a lot of fun. She was also in Alien vs. Predator from yeah, 2004. That's why okay. I remember her from Alien vs. Predator. And real quick, since this is a Marvel property, she has been double dipping in the DC universe because she has done eight episodes as Catwoman on the uh, recent Harley Quinn cartoon that's going on from 20, uh, 2020 through 2022. Oh, shit. I saw the first two episodes of that, and I've been meaning to catch up on Harley Quinn because that's a really fun show. Well, she's on that as well. So I thought I always think that's cool when these people are like are in both both universes. Yeah, it's kind of like James Gunn doing um, the Suicide Squad, and then yes. also fronting the Guardians of the Galaxy because then they know how good he is. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Yep. Um, but so so mom's not dead. So this I can talk more about it. So the fact that mom isn't dead, and the African American girl that we were talking about earlier—that's why I'm thinking. Was that supposed to be her daughter? I, there's no mention of it, but I'm like, why is there a really young little girl there playing video games? Yeah, because anyway. it's the only young teenage vampire that they kind of have in their crew. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And they don't seem like the kind of group that like want a kid around for any reason. No, they don't. Yeah. Anyway, um, so there's, uh, you know, mom coming out of the bed and she's like, Eric. Uh, and he's like, but you died. And she's like, I came back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she's like, Geek. She's like, Deacon, welcome me into his arms. Um, and then so uh, while she's giving this whole spiel, this is where Frost attacks him from behind. And he's like, your mom belongs to me because I turned her. Yeah. And I was wondering, how can tasers take him down? We were talking about that, too. Walt and I, I they must have something more than just a taser. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Or they like I mean, super powered tasers, maybe. Or like, is there like garlic involved or silver powder somehow, you know, coursing through the taser? I don't know. Well, Blade but, yeah, is immune to the- all of that, though. He He's basically a human when it comes to like the stuff that weakens vampires. Except for the thirst. Oh, I thought he had the thing. Same, oh, he does not have the same thing. No. Oh, I don't know what to tell you. Yes. And I was just like, man, how the hell can tasers bring down this guy? Because he basically has every strength of a vampire and the only weakness being the thirst. So it's just like that was that was a weird part. Okay, yeah, I'm I'm with you because Walt and I were discussing that, actually. 
Um, well, until he said he couldn't like talk to me seriously with my Tracy Lord's wig on. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, take that thing off. I'm really trying like, to explain understand. something to you here. I can't understand what you're saying with those fangs in your mouth. Um, <laughs> so uh, we cut to Karen and Blade, who have basically been um, tied up, captured, tied up, and they're being transported in the back of a truck. Yeah. The, and um, didn't it look like the truck had marble walls? Yeah. They, they went all out to get these two there. Seriously. Yeah, exactly. Um <clears throat> So now they are at the Temple of the Eternal Night. Yep, Temple of and Eternal Night. That's where La Magra is to be reborn. Exactly. And to add insult to injury, Quinn is rocking Blade's shades. Oh, yeah. He's like, hey, man, thanks for the shades. Yep. And we've got all the other board members there because we know that they need 12 to make this work. Which mystifies me because Mercury um, stabs one of them with a sword. Exactly. I said the same thing to Walt. I'm like, didn't she just cut that number down by one? Right. I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, okay, yes. you needed 12. Yes. Now you have 11. What are you going to do? I thought the same thing. Yes. I thought, uh, yes, yes. I thought the same thing. Unless there was like a 13th board member. I Yeah. But I thought the same thing. Yeah. Um, That was, that one was something that was never explained. I'm like, all right, she just killed one of them. Yep. I thought I the same thing isn't frost going to like kick her down a well or something <laughs> would think. um and then so we got frost has the sword that belongs to blade yeah and blade it's been like 12 to 13 hours since he's had his last injection and his thirst is getting to him yeah because karen's trying to get through to him and he's like he can't hear you now the thirst has got him yep right and that uh his human and frost is like saying like his human tide has made him weak and uh, Blade's like, you'll be dead by dawn. <laughs> I love that because that made me think of Evil Dead. It was like, dead by dawn, exactly. dead by dawn. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so they all head downstairs, but they leave Quinn and Frost and Karen upstairs together while the whole group ushers uh, Blade downstairs. Or was Blade all the way up top? And Yeah, they were all together at first. Okay. They all down. Yeah, because they were together. They were kneeling down together. Quinn and no, not Quinn, uh, Karen and uh, Blake. And then this is where Frost pushes Karen down that like little opening and she ends up downstairs with her ex. Ah, uh, like, yeah. Uh, Dr. Webb. Yeah. Um, and then she, she basically <laughs> beats him with a bone. <laughs> giving the dog a bone. <laughs> right. But then she's got to crawl up the slope with like that, the, like point of the bone, like to drag her up. Yeah. Very yeah. resourceful woman there. I'll tell you. I love her. I'm telling you, I love her. Um, and then the vampires are preparing Blade by placing him in basically like a form-fitting restraint thing, which reminded me of the uh, uh, the thing from Star Wars that they put Han Solo in. Yes, uh, the carbonite. carbonite. Yes. Yeah, the carbonite thing. <laughs> um, and then, and then, okay, so I'm going to do this. You can, whatever. But so mom's like, poor child, you're so sick, you're so thirsty. But she's getting like kind of close. Oh, what you you were thinking the same thing? I was, I was like, this, this is between a mother and child, isn't it? Just getting a little too sexual here. Yeah, I mean, even though you haven't seen him since like he was ripped from your womb, it's still weird. I thought it was weird. I did. I didn't know if you got that same vibe. I did. I was like, that's his mom, and she's like all close to his lips, like she's gonna kiss him. Yeah, I thought it was really creepy. Yeah, uh, yeah. That, that that made me very uncomfortable. Yeah, I'm like, did I click on Pornhub accidentally? <laughs> um, 
So yeah, and then they actually do seal them, so it seems even more like carbonite. So yeah. he's actually handcuffed in there. He's sealed in there, and his wrists are like rubbing up against these uh, blades that are slicing into them with to yes. draw his blood and everything. Yep. And so his blood starts to trickle down out of his confinement. Yeah. Twelve members are spread out around the big uh, temple thing, and that's another thing that Walt really had issue with. He's like, no one else has noticed this big temple thing out there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's like a, a doctor who's tardis it's like bigger on the inside <laughs> yeah well in my mind i just picture like google maps like flying over and getting a picture of it <laughs> and then a vampire visiting them the next day right 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 um <laughs> so anyway the members are spread out and the blood starts to run down this really elaborate thing is it like trickles down the funnel system and everything <laughs> yeah it's so elaborate. And then we see Karen's like made her way out of the thing. Um, and the weather's getting really bad outside. And uh, we've got uh, the one bearded board member. He's calling uh, Mercury a stupid girl. The, the blood God's just a legend. It's never going to really happen. Oh, yeah. Yep. And then this is where she, she stabs the guy, what we were talking about. But while all this is going on, Karen's frees Blade. But he's in not good shape. No, he's hungry. He's yeah, he's, he's lost really a lot of blood and he is just like basically feral now. Exactly. And then we got Frost going on and on about the age of man has come to an end and Quinn's going to be a naughty vampire god. Um, <laughs> and then Karen offers up her neck for Blade to drink, but he's like, no, I can't. I can't. And we're like, we all know where this is going to go. Just drink the blood. Yeah. And now didn't that whole scene where Blade's drinking make you feel a little uncomfortable as well? Because it's like they were fucking. Oh, <laughs> I mean, you you hear Karen going, stop, no, uh, uh. and it was like he was thrusting. <laughs> I just, think, I think I agree with you. I think that's supposed to go with the whole vampire mythos where it is almost supposed to be like a, like an orgasmic sexual release. Okay. No, because a lot, oh, this is another thing. So they're talking about vampires being born, but in a lot of the mythos, vampires can't procreate right in yeah well in most of the mythos because they're the living dead they they don't exactly yeah 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 right but anyway so yeah so she's like draining karen and there's that whole like is he gonna drink all her blood and kill her but we all know that's not gonna happen he's he's fucking her with his fangs right right uh and then we've got the um she's like like you said that like sounds very orgasmic but she's like pleading for him to stop and that uh, we've got um, the blood runs down to the point and drops on Frost's forehead because he's standing in the middle of all that goings on. Um, and then, uh, you know, Blade is satiated with the blood and we've got mom approaching, which I'm like, you're an idiot, mom. I know. She's fucking stupid. She she exactly. knows what kind of damage Blade can do. Mm-hmm, exactly. And then we got the like, kind of like lightning blast, like hitting all the... the, the uh, the symbols and the members kind of shoots out and strikes all the members as they're in their circular pattern around the. Yeah, and one guy's going rabid. He's like foaming at the mouth. Oh yeah, exactly. Um, so K- Karen's escaped. Now she's actually in like the temple proper down there. And then mom and blade are fighting and Karen's packing heat as well. Oh yeah. She's got the shotgun. Yeah. And then we've got uh, Vanessa. She's like, but I'm your mother. And Blade's like, I must release you. <laughs> I must release you. 
then we get all these really cool like bat skeleton things like ripping out of the board members. Yeah, I thought that was cool as well. It's like oh yeah, the the bat skeletons come out of their mouth and and it turns them into ash. So it's like I guess it's the souls of the pure blood vampires. Yes, exactly, exactly, which I love. And then they all eventually enter Deacon. Yep. And then Quinn uh, Quinn bites the dust. Yeah, but Quinn get well. Quinn and Mercury both get scared because they see like those bat things flying around. They're like, "Holy fuck, what's going on here?" I wasn't. I didn't sign up for this. Nope. And then Blades gets his shades back. Yep. (laughs) And then Walt always points this out, and this was totally the case here. Like in kung fu movies, they all wait their turn to fight. Yeah, yeah. You you would think that they would just all like whoop ass at the same time. No, they knew what they had to do. They waited their turn and yep. they fought. They got their butt kicked individually. Um, and then, of course, because it was woman to woman, we got Karen fighting Mercury. Like a, a very short cat fight that was. Yep. And then we, and then we got the the uh, Mace, Mace Gargle. Yep, Vampire Mace. <laughs> She's like, uh, I'm going to rip your fucking head off. <laughs> right, right. And uh, we get the... Uh, uh, Awesome uh, sword to sword fight between Frost and Blade. That was amazing. I could watch that over and over again. Oh yeah, and but that's when we realized that basically he can regenerate now that he's got the uh, blood god in him. Yeah, because didn't at one point like uh, Mercury said, "Frost, is that you?" And he's like, "Not anymore. Not anymore." Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I think he went from Deacon Frost to Bacon Grease. Bacon Grease. <laughs> <laughs> He, he was all full on that blood god juju. Exactly. Uh, and this is where Blade spies the, the little uh, serum thing that Frost had thrown down earlier is actually like kind of like wedged in a crack in the foundation of the temple. Yeah. And so he does some like kung fu gymnastic shit to kick his sword up there to knock it free. Yep. And you want to do the quote? I know you do. Oh, fuck. Yes, man. All right. Where okay, before he kicks the the final um thing into Deacon Frost, he's like, some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate uphill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he throws all the little darts into to Frost and to Frost. And we get the little quote you just gave. Yeah. And then Frost basically explodes. <laughs> and you know that quote is um well, this was given to me by Mr. Bobby Anthem, of course, the uh purveyor of knowledge upon everybody. Uh-huh. Um that was actually improvised by Wesley Snipes because in one of the things Wesley had said that Deacon Frost reminds him of someone that's trying to ice skate up a hill. And so that's, oh, okay. that's where the quote came from. There you go. And then, so we got Karen looking down on blade and she's like, and blade looking up. He's like, let's get out of here. And then we have the windy sunrise and Karen needs to get to the lab and, Blade warns her there's still a war going on and he's got a job to do. Yep. He, he says, you can better. save your cure for later. Make me a better serum. He's like, when this war is over, I'll become human. Yep. And that's the end of the movie. Not quite. What? <laughs> we are treated to Moscow, a very cold Moscow. And uh, we've, got, we've got two Russians and they're, they look to be taking a lover's stroll. And uh, they're speaking in Russian, so we have to read the subtitles. Um, and then he grabs the girl by the neck, and she's he's got a surprise for her. Yeah, he's got a surprise for her. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Blade shows up, and he's like, he's speaking in Russian too, and he says something like, "Catch you at a bad time, comrade," or something like that. 
written. So we know that Blade's story is not fully told yet. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, Mr. Rob, would you recommend Blade to a fan of horror and action films or a comic book lover? I would. All of those things. And I would mention Blade to someone who uh, was just into, like, cool shit. Yeah, exactly. Or Tracy Lords fans. Or, yeah, or Tracy Lords, yeah. <laughs> fans oh, of Udo so Kier, fun. Tracy Lords, uh, oh, Wesley yeah, Snipes. Exactly, exactly. No, it is so much fun, I think. Um, it's very 90s, but in a really good way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I touched on it briefly, but... Uh, Marvel was trying to, you know, really uh, branch out into the horror, you know, comic aspect. And I think this did a really fine job of that. It's dark. Uh, it's rated R. Um, uh, it's not like super family friendly. I don't think I'd let little kids watch this. Um, oh, no, no. So if you're thinking, oh, it's going to be like, you know, a lame comic book interpretation, it really is not. It's It lives up to everything you expect from a comic book based on a vampire mythos. Yeah. And this was before like all the X-Men movies came out and everything. This was just like right there, you know, people kind of credit this looking back on it now is really what kickstarted the whole Marvel thing. Now. I believe it. I would say that's what, um, you know, cause Marvel had a hit on their hands when, when blade came out and, Mm -hmm. It was just after the X-Men, though, it got a little bit more like too family friendly at sometimes, I think, until uh, Deadpool came out. And then I was like, fuck, yeah. Yeah. No, this is definitely um, you can kind of see like where the seed was planted Mm -hmm. for the verse to expand, expand, expand. Yeah. It's not they're taking the subject matter and incredibly serious oh right it was super dark i mean oh, yeah uh the production values were good it wasn't because sometimes like the early i'm talking early like uh comic book movies like the early spider-man one not not the the ones like the toby mcguire but like the early ones from like oh were they 70s or 80s like they'd done a captain america one and a well, spider-man what, one. yeah what and about uh nick fury agent of shield uh that movie what was that? uh oh be quiet uh david hasselhoff <laughs> Is that the one you're talking about? Yes. Yes. Yeah, exactly. But the production values weren't up to par what they should be. But this one is. They put money into this thing. Oh, right. Definitely. Yeah. And I'm just saying, like, they didn't take comic book movies seriously back then. Like, even in the no. 80s, you couldn't yeah. get a good comic book movie. I right. mean, even Batman, it was good, but it was very comic-y. Which I, yeah, which I love about that. But yes, you're right. Well, even now, okay, you may not agree with me on this one, but Swamp Thing, I don't think it really had the budget that it should have. I think had it had a better budget, it would have even looked 10 times better. Oh, yeah, definitely. But at that time, I didn't even know Swamp Thing was a comic. I thought it was just a movie. Hmm, okay, uh-huh. But yeah, I mean, this one, it's everything. Like, you know, Wesley was on board, you know, he wanted to do it. The writer was like a, a comic book fan. People were vested in this. It, mm-hmm. And it shows. I mean, this is a good adaptation of a Marvel. Pro, uh, um, what's the word I want? Not franchise. Uh, uh, help me. Anyway, a comic book. Yeah. It's, it's okay. That, that crack is kicking in, huh? <laughs> right. That Pez. <laughs> that Pez, man. Yeah. 
Yeah. No, it, it is. is I mean, I'm right there with you. This was just perfect, perfectly executed. And that's why I will always see Wesley Snipes as Blade. Oh, yes. Yeah. And it's action like nonstop there. We were to, oh, we talked about this off air. This does not take a lot of setup time for backstory. You're just thrown in. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. You know, they were when they went into this movie, they're like, all right, let's just set the pace. Let's throw a little flashback here and there. Let's uh, have Whistler say part of the part of Blade's backstory. But that's about it. You know, we're not going to get too deep into this. Yeah. No. Right. Yeah. The expo- exposition is done basically during action scenes or just with very little downtime whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. It's not it's not a hero's origin story. It's just like mm-hmm. this is where we're at today. We're going to give you a few hints here and there, but if you're a fan of the comic, you'll know it. If you're not a fan of the comic, this will make you look for it. Oh yes, and don't let um if you are like Rob said, if you're not into comics or you you just like are into vampires or like action flicks, do not let the fact that you know nothing about the comic book character dissuade you from seeing this because it's still a great film and it does not matter if you don't know, if you're not familiar with the comic book character, at all, you'll still have a, a ton of fun with this movie. Right. It, I mean, it's just the perfect introduction to this. Oh yeah. It's way fun. It's way, way fun. You could, you would be just fine watching the movies and, and enjoying them. Yeah. You don't even need the comics actually. No, like if you want to no. get deep into the lore, then I'd say, go look at the comics. Mm-hmm. But yeah, for, for what it, for what it is like the three films, they're just, they, they tell their own story. <clears throat> yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. 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 You don't have to even be in the comic books to, to enjoy this. No. Yeah. So I think it's a firm recommend from both of us. Definitely. Cool. Now for next week, I believe that we are going to need to pack light because we're going to be traveling to the future for Starship Troopers. Is that correct? That is correct. We're going to be traveling into space as well. How exciting. <laughs> and hitting those communal showers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hoping, hoping I see, uh, what's her name? Dizzy. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Diz. I actually, yeah. I thought she would do like a ton more than she actually did the actress. Yeah. I didn't see her in many films, um, oh, I, but uh, uh, Denise Richards went on to do plenty more films. Yeah. Yeah. I like how you're talking about the actresses. Like I give a damn. I know. Right. <laughs> you're like, I want to hear I'm more about Casper. Van <laughs> well, we did bring up Dracula 3000, uh, Casper. Yep. 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 Um, nope. We're going to fight some giant bugs. Yeah. We're, we're going after the arachnids. Exactly. Now, if, if they want to get in touch with us before we get there, they are more than welcome to reach out to us on our Instagram at Midnight Mass Creature Cast. That's correct. Or hit us up through email at mmccpod at gmail.com. We would love to hear your recommendations, what you think of the show. Uh, or if you just want to, you know, give us a shout, say hello to us. We will contact you back. We sure will. I might even show up at your house. We just don't know. Yeah. Like if you, well, it's pretty much a given that if you send Mark an email, he will show up at your house. They'll be like, oh my God, that gay walker is here. <laughs> it's him. It's the gay walker. What's he doing with that pink sword? <laughs> Wait, that's not a sword. Oh no. <laughs> um, well, as always, uh, we thank you for joining us because the more the scarier. That's right. Mm-hmm. 
and stay spooky and we will see you next week.